Wait, so we we beat we beat the podcast Illuminati. We did a special. We spent a lot of time on that and Scotty you just like bled over it. Yeah. So I sweated, I bled, mm-hmm. I I sang my little heart out. I did a I did a belt. Which by the way, one of the pe- biggest supporters of a load of BS on Twitch, Gaster, I sent him a link to the musical after it came out, like, in case you were wondering if we were really gone. <laughs> and he went, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, fucking damn it, Gaster! <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like, yeah, the boys are back in town! Asshole. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I am talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's Blake Tan. <laughs> when, when you held up and you said the two best damn men on the planet, you held up four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're so good, we're worth two men apiece. The man that counts double for everything. Scott Yemore. Oh, damn it, hold on. I gotta take another oh. take on that. Scott Yemore. Yes, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> My kid, it's been so long you've forgotten how to say my name properly. Oh, sorry. Scott E. Moore. Scott uh, yeah. Errol Moore. Scott E. Moore. Scott E. Moore. <laughs> um, you know what my favorite thing and what I've really missed about this show is? Hmm. Is when, you know, I look back at the other shows we do, like fun fiction and stuff like that. Those intros really only take about 15 seconds, but the intro to this show usually takes a good five minutes that we just don't have to worry about <laughs> while I rant about how this is the best show well, of all time. It's really good because it means I don't have to do anything for five more minutes <laughs> except for, like, <laughs> yeah. think about what I'm going to call you, which takes a lot more time. A lot more time than you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, even then, usually when it gets to you and you're like, and then there he is. You see him. <laughs> you know who it is. It's just... You dirty cats know who it is. Those four fingers got me for some reason. And I, you're just yeah. always so animated when you do the intro. It's great. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Blake, we're back. We survived the podcast. Well, I guess we're part of the podcast Illuminati now. Didn't we turn them down or something? I'm sorry, the cannon's gotten away from me. I think, oh, get the cannon back. We don't want children can find it and launch it at a school. They're going to launch the cannon? They're not going to use the cannon to shoot stuff. They're going to throw the cannon? No, they put the cannon in a... No, because the cam- cannon has no ammo left, so it's like in a... It's like in an action movie where he runs out of bullets and they throw the gun. But now they throw in a whole cannon at They him. put the cannon on a trebuchet. Uh-huh. But, uh, but yes, um, I think they they invited us to be part and get to record in their fancy-ass podcast studio. But we said no. We're too good for that. We're gonna record in our bedrooms like the sad white men we are. I just wanted to go home. Like, we were in England or something? I forget. Uh, yeah, because everyone had British accents. 
I don't know why we were there. Yeah, it was very... Str- I guess that's where their headquarters was. Are there Dave and Busters in England, or did we travel really far? No, it's uh, David and uh, Booster. Booster and David. Booster. <laughs> they, uh, they don't have traditional video games. It's just a sad old man pushing around a puck on a shuffleboard. Mm-hmm. There's like... Play a platform. <laughs> There's three full cricket stadiums. Yes, that's what it is. Wim- no, they do have a David Busters. It's called Wembley. That's <laughs> what their David Busters is. Scotty, what do we do on this show now? Oh, man, I don't know. Because you know what worried me? Mm-hmm. I went to I went to PodCon in Seattle a few weeks back, which we... I, I didn't... It's so weird because, like, like we were saying before the show, before we were off in our exile for so long we also were just doing bullshit before that uh-huh. so we couldn't talk about like anything we got like months of built-up shit now to just yep. to onto people but uh while i was at podcon i was promoting the shows and i realized we were on hiatus fun fiction was on hiatus so i was just like walking around like hey i've got these shows there's now been episodes for a while and one of them's got a really contrived storyline going on but just keep with us it'll be fine no at least you you've got some bingeability with a load of bs don't listen before like what episode 20 yeah, no, don't listen before episode one hundred. Yeah, this is that's where this is where you jump on everything this before. What... If you want, listen to episode ten, maybe. This is your starting off point. That's what the title is. The starting, starting off point. Um, but I, I think I've told you this story between us as friends and human beings, but never on a podcast. I think I told it on Opposite Attractions as well, but I believe you will have the greatest theories about what had happened during this. Mm. And it's when I Ubered a lot in Seattle, which cost me a lot more than I thought it would. (laughs) And I'm Ubering back to my hotel one night and like, I don't know, time was passing really fast and anytime that happens my anxiety acts up. So my anxiety's acting up. I'm like, I just want to get back to my hotel, order some McDonald's, and then go to bed. And then... We come across a construction site on the side of the road, which is a perfectly normal sight to see. Oh, yeah, you did tell me this. Yes. And in front of us is a is a scoop boy, the scoop man who goes in and does the scooping on the construction sites. Uh, in the Transformers series, I believe he would have turned into some sort of massive mech. Well, no, he's just a giant shovel. He turns into a giant shovel that Optimus Prime wields. So they call him Diggy. Uh, so Diggytron. So Diggytron's in front of us, waiting to take his spot in the. Uh, I, I, in, I, I honestly think it might have been a Hall of Fame ceremony for construction sites, and he was just waiting to take his spot up on board. And a woman who I can only describe as. A younger, scarier Tilda Swinton Mm -hmm. in a gray hoodie looking like she stepped straight out of glass. Like she (laughs) walks in front of our car and is just... For the people who are audio-only listeners, I'm sorry that you cannot see this. Go to YouTube. Um, Is just kind of doing that Ronda Rousey look through the eyebrows thing at me. Mm. Like that pure Satan look. And I'm sitting back like, 
maybe this is the person the construction site has who's like, you fucking hold up. Don't, don't, there's a car in front of you, so don't go. Wait. So I'm like, maybe that's what this is. No. Because the second person comes up and is like, stop. So I'm like, that's not who the fuck this is. Did he acknowledge her at all? No, he was just kind of like, hey, you guys stop. I don't know what the fuck her deal is. You stop. And she keeps staring. And then finally that guy's like, come on, come on. And then she backs up. And like she was in Naruto, puts up the sign of the cross. You, you know, like Naruto like does. Like Naruto does a lot with the cross. Because, you know, Naruto's the only person who's a born-again Christian in the Naruto <laughs> anime. Naruto, how are you going to beat this guy? Jesus. So, uh... <laughs> I'm going to clone myself for Jesus. Clone <laughs> myself for Jesus. I just, like, she puts up the side of the cross, and I'm like, either she's the devil, my driver's the devil, there's a chance I'm the devil and I don't know it, I'm very scared. So, Blake, I now send it to you, the fuck happened? Okay, so, you said she looks like a younger, scarier Tilda Swinton, right? Yes. So she's the late, so she's right behind you, you brought her here. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> then a picture of Tilda Swinton is just like duct taped <laughs> onto my wall. Uh, I thought you were going to propose that she was actually the master from Doctor Strange, but like it was a real looper situation. <laughs> no, she's <laughs> actually Dormammu. <laughs> <laughs> no, she thought we were Dormammu. It's the light. I, I actually, hold on, let me get on my Uber app and review that. Yep. Oh, yeah, it says your driver was Khabib. And his license plate is Dormammu, so I think that's what it was. Oh, so she was just like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. And no, then you she... ran her over. <laughs> she was like, no. My favorite is when that guy's he has like a custom thing that's built into his radio to let him know if anything goes wrong. So it'd be like, Dormammu, it's time for a fill-up. Dormammu, check your engine. I thought you were going to say he's got this custom thing on his radio so he can only play you his hot new mixtapes. <laughs> my, my name is MC Dormammu, and I'm here to say I hate Doctor Strange in a major way. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Uh, so what's been up with your life? I know pre-show, uh, in all honesty, it may end up going on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash a load of BS. But uh, that you've had house troubles, but otherwise, what's happened with you in the past three months? My house has been trying to kill me. Yeah, um, that happened. Also, I don't have a job. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's a thing. Um, uh, yep, in all aspects of my life, I yeah. don't have one. Yep, you're just like, this is real sad. It's... Anyways, back to the show. But up, up, and up, up. Um, I did go digging for gift cards after Christmas was over, and by that I mean, my family has a very bad, like, penchant for not using gift cards when they're given to us. Oh, okay. I don't know why I got gift card and greeting card mixed up in my head, and I thought you were, like, going to stores looking for, like, price cuts on gift card or greeting cards. Like, I could use these next year. Because of my barely employed status... I was yes. going through and I was like, hmm, I wonder if all of my old birthday cards still have some money in them. And, I've been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, I found some good things. I've got a 
Visa debt, like gift card for fifty dollars that I could use for anything. I had one for twenty five. Bought video games with that. Got an Applebee's gift card and two gift cards for Texas Day Brazil. That's the place where they just bring you meat until you say stop. What? What? This sounds like something we made up on the show. <laughs> there are definite. There's like, it's kind of like a a reverse buffet where all the food comes to you. Okay. Like, they've got servers that just bring the food out, and it's like, do you want this meat? We'll give you yeah. the meat. And you have a little, like, thing that you... It's either a flag, or, like, you have a, a puck that you flip over. And oh, green yeah. means go for the meat, and red means stop bringing me meat, I'm about <laughs> to die. I prefer if that's what it says. It's green, that just has a check mark. Red says, stop, God, please, I'm filled with so much meat. Kill me now. It's just like, it's got a sick boy on, on the other side, who's it's just like turned green. MC sick boy, yeah. MC. Um, now, we can talk about the one real BS, we had a BS meet and greet. Not a meet and greet. I, we met and grant each other. Uh, and we, f- we finally did something we've never done, despite us talking about it and acting like we have done, and that's go to a Dave and Buster's together. That was the first time we've ever been to a Dave and Buster's together. Yeah. Holy and shit. It, and uh, I'm not going to be mean to our good boys David and Buster or any of the fine employees that night, but the Birmingham, Alabama Dave and Buster's fucking sucks. <laughs> Do you think it was because we may have we may have hyped it up too much for ourselves? No, because I've been to other Dave and Buster's that are That's amazing. True. The one this... in um What's the beach place in Florida we go to? Panama City Beach. Yes. I love that one because it's part of like the boardwalk thing that they've got going on. Yeah, Pier Park. Yeah. Oh no. The other day I messaged Emily just like, I don't fucking care how, I just want to go to Pier Park. And she's like, <laughs> we'll figure out something, I guess. Um but yeah, no, like I, I afterwards I tweeted a picture of us at that D and B and then I looked up Dave and Buster's Birmingham and one of the top tweets was like all right, looks like Birmingham's finally got a David Buster's. How long till you guys ghetto it the fuck up? And I was like, oh shit. Okay, y'all. Damn. Which, to be fair, it was at least by the time we got there. No, because- it was in, it's probably in the most, like, yuppie place in Birmingham. It's not even in Birmingham. Uh, I wouldn't call it yuppie. Galleria is probably middle of the road. I would call the summit. I don't know why. This is a podcast that millions of people across the world listen to. And we're just like, here's some Birmingham, Alabama fact. Why are we talking about Birmingham? What do we do on this show? Scotty, we have had so many conversations about what we want to do on this show. And so many times we said, let's shorten the intro. Okay, we can. But let me get this one thing in. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is more a thing related to work. Okay. Because I work at a place that is, I wouldn't say yu- it's redneck yuppie. Because it's, and- it's in bumps up nowhere. Yeah, but it's also kind of based off of like a, not a patronage system. It's based off of like a, you know, you want to get clientele and you want to work with your clients. And so they don't put out, you know advertising or spend money on anything because they are greedy motherfuckers so one day my boss says to me you need to build your clientele system and i go that sounds i mean i could do that i've been trying like people come in i'll try to like get them to 
get in our system. She goes, no, 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 no. You need to work beyond that. You got to think outside the box. People have started Instagram pages and stuff like that. Like, you do podcasts, right? And I go, yeah, I've got like four of them. Thank you for noticing. She goes, well, why don't you just talk about it on there? I'm sorry. Why don't you just go on the show? I know people from Oxford probably listen to it. No. no, they don't. I can almost guarantee they don't. She goes, well, even then, just be like, hey, come down to Oxford, Alabama. You can help them with your, their children's shoes. And I'm like, the people who listen don't have children live in Atlanta or North Carolina or far the fuck away from here. Ten percent of our listeners are from Sweden. Don't know how that happened. But... <laughs> Jesus. What up, my Swedes? So, needless to say, I will not be helping y'all out with your kids' shoes. But no, Blake, here's what I, I wanted to do, and we've talked about it, and I guess we can kind of continue. I want a load of BS to kind of get streamlined. We're about to Marie Kondo the fuck out of the show. And, right. you know, what's, what sparks joy, what doesn't? And I think the thing that we've been best at, and the thing that sparks joy for us... Is when we just kind of go buck fucking wild on an idea Mm -hmm. and destroy it until it's dead. Yeah, I think it really keeps, like, to the heart of why we originally started this show in the first place. The more I think about it. Yeah. Because the real reason that we started doing this podcast is because people liked when they said that we would just have conversations in the big room that all of the theater students sat in. And we would... BS back and forth, forth mm-hmm. about an idea that would never come to fruition. Yes. Uh, and so it would be kind of like us brainstorming. That's another BS brainstorm. Oh. Fucking, fucking branding, motherfucker. Anyways, um, so what I've brought to the table, and I also have been watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. I figure we could do like an invention exchange of I bring something for us to ruminate about, and you could bring something as well. But what I've brought to the table right now, Blake, is um, there's a movie coming out soon. Movie coming out starring your favorite boy and mine, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Is this a movie that you may or may not have gotten uh, free tickets for? No, 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 no. This is not uh, the Page autobiography Oh, movie. no, it's I... the other one. No, no, this is the one starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson yep. and British Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yep. And Idris Elba, Hobbs and Shaw, or <sighs> Shaw and Hobbs, I don't know. Have you watched the trailer for this movie yet, Blake Tanner? It's quite wild. Because the opening of it has just Idris Elba walking, and it's a Fast and the Furious movie. Yes, it's in the Fast and the Furious. It's in the Fastiverse. It's in the Fastiverse, which, by the way, have you ever seen any of them? I've seen a couple here and there. I have no idea which ones I've seen, honestly, but I've seen Fast and the Furious movies. What are they about? Because, like... The first one came out, and I'm like, cool, car racing movie. Second one, that's a car racing movie. And then somewhere in the middle, they were like, also, there's tanks, helicopters, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is here, and they're dropping cars from space. Well, you see, when they introduced The Rock, they introduced him as, like, a special ops army guy, because they were be- the fast the fast crew was being chased, by the army. 
Because they were too good at driving fast in heists. Wait, wait, wait. Or is it because they finally hit the sixth star in GTA, and they're like, well, now we gotta call them in, we gotta call in Dwayne! It's like, man, who looks cool enough to be part of our cast? And they went through the whole Hollywood roster, and it didn't take long before they're like, oh shit, Dwayne. We gotta bring in the franchise, franchise Viagra, they call him. That's not a gag. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And then it just became insane. And, but even then, knowing all that, I'm like, it's still kind of rooted in some reality. Like, there's a chance this may be able to happen in our reality. At that point, like, the craziest thing that has happened is, like, they drive cars real good, but I mean super good. Like, driving cars is almost like a power that they have in this universe. Yes. Uh, Which uh, is very appropriate for the beginning of the Hobbs and Shaw trailer, where Idris Elba's just walking forward, and they're like, they made him super fast, super resistant to damage, super strong. And then he just, like, beats the fuck out of somebody. At one point in the trailer, he punches The Rock, That's the dense man, The Rock. And he flies like 30 feet through the air. At which point I realized they have put superpowers in Fast and the Furious. So you're telling me that Idris Elba gets Captain America. Yes. And he becomes a a super fast, a superman that drives the cars. Yes. I don't even think he... Blake, I don't think there are fucking cars in this film. I mean, they may be in the background, but cars do not matter in this Fast and the Furious movie. Is The Rock still, like, part of the army? I don't know. I think he's, like, disgraced, and then Jason Statham is there, and they have to team up, but they... Blake, here's the gimmick. They don't get along. Because The Rock is this rough-and-tumble, Samoan, hey-wo-wo-do-ba-ba-do-ba guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm very sorry to all Samoans. No. And uh, Jason Statham is a very uh, uppity, posh man who won't do anything. In the trailer, The Rock is just like, well, I'm one big can of whoop-ass. And then it cuts to Jason Statham, he's like, well, I guess I'm a champagne slammer or something, and then beats a guy up with a bottle of champagne. And my original idea for this segment was for us to figure out how to sneak into the Hobbs and Shaw premiere, how to basically Fast and the Furious into Hobbs and Shaw. Um, But, but here's my other... If you have stuff for that, we can also take that into accord. Here's my other idea. Because Fast and the Furious was about cars. Then they started to add in the army. Then, like, add in heists. Then add in the army. Then add in superpowers. Where is the Fast and the Furious finale going? The big end of this entire thing, where does it go? It's like... Aliens, right? I mean, obviously aliens, yeah. played by... Who would play our aliens? Uh, Thanos. Tha- <laughs> okay, so Thanos now can jump universes. It's on the oh, moon. Oh, no, no, no. Thanos is the actor playing the aliens. <laughs> okay, 
right. It's a different. It's got a different name, but it's clearly fucking Thanos. <laughs> and they're on the moon, and they have to figure out how to effectively drive cars on the moon. Yes. Um. And you know, I think I think we would have to add in like another character to combat the Tha- the the aliens played by Thanos. And I think he would need to be, like, something along the lines of, like, this tough army general who looked like he used to drive cars real fast. Okay. And I think it should be Josh Brolin. (laughs) Okay! (laughs) Okay! No, no, no. I like your idea, but here's the thing, Blake. I think this is the beginning of, like, this big war. So I think it should be Josh Brolin traveling back from the future... And he's got, like, a cool mechanical arm and a red laser eye. Well, he travels back in a time-traveling car, right? Yes, it's a time-traveling car, but otherwise it's basically Cable versus Thanos on the moon and have to race for it. Is it? (laughs) Can he travel back in a 2019 DeLorean? Yeah! (laughs) Is that a thing? Have they brought it back? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, that makes me really happy. Okay, so it's Cable. What the fuck is Vin Diesel and his family and Dwayne Johnson and fucking Vince Vaughn or whoever the fuck I'm forgetting doing during this time? Oh, they become secondary. like Hobbs and Shaw. It's like, no, we don't care about Vin Diesel. Do you know that's probably why Hobbs and Shaw isn't just a Fast and the Furious movie? Is because they didn't want Vin Diesel in it? Because they're like, we cannot have Vin Diesel and The Rock on the same set anymore. They are not fans of one another. Not after what happened last time. Why is that? That could be the logical conclusion. Vin Diesel versus The Rock. At WrestleMania. <laughs> and they both come down to the ring in cars. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 no. Okay, that's our secondary well, plot point. Yeah, because I was about to say, does that mean that in the universe, Hobbs is actually Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who has just taken a new name? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's still Hobbs. He's terrible at wrestling. Vin Diesel's the one that's good at wrestling. Also, apparently, uh, Hobbs and Shaw is introducing uh, fan favorite Roman Reigns of the former WWE champion in as Hobbs's brother, Roman Hobbs. I don't know what his name is. I would love if his name was actually just Roman. Roman it's Hobbs. Ob- Officer Judy Hobbs is <sighs> there. <laughs> I'm glad he's doing something, though. He's currently battling leukemia. Okay, so that's what it is. It's a a triple threat match. Vin Diesel, or is it a... Or is it a tag team match? The Rock and um, Professor, Professor Judy Hobbs. Okay, so what I think. Let's have a setup movie. To where the gang gets into wrestling by, like... Wait, now it's becoming It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just with the fast characters. But it's no, always fast and furious in Philadelphia. Because it this is going to end with, like, we get to go through most of the match. But before the, a winner is decided, before we see who is the best between Toretto and Hobbs, 
Boom! Flash! There's a car in the middle of the ring. There's a car. Who's getting out of it? It's it's Josh Brolin. It's Josh Brolin in his mechanical arm, and he's like, Toretto, Hobbs, I came to save your lives, because you got to save the future. No, it's like, sa- sa- save us from what? That. And then he points a finger, and then a giant Thanos head appears on the horizon. And it was like, oh no! no! <laughs> Credits! Credits! I really think that we should also add in a, um, just a quick little snippet where you see Josh Brolin looking up at that, at that hand right before Thanos does a snap, and something's like, something seems oddly familiar like that. <laughs> I like that guy. Okay. And then Thanos Perfectly snapped. balanced. I can get behind that. So wait, the whole film, uh, Vin and Dwayne hate each other, but you can also see there's like a mutual respect thing. And so then, giant Thanos snaps. Dwayne fades away. And then Vin gets in a car and drives down a long road with a fork in it. And you hear, it's been a long day Jesus. without you, my Dwayne. <laughs> Okay. And I'm never, ever, ever gonna slam you again. So, <laughs> and the and you see the other fork, and there's just a bunch of dust flying off in that direction. <laughs> no, no, no! Here's what it is: they're already driving that way. Thanos snaps. There's the fork. The people who disintegrate go down one road. Everyone else goes down the other road. Oh, man, we took this to a place. I also like, we have no idea. We've given up on the sequel concept. We're like, yeah, yeah, it's on the fucking moon. I don't care. There's a foot race. Yeah, I don't know where... Yeah, where do the cars happen again? Um, <laughs> It's space cars, of course. It's space cars. Ca- cars to cars. I mean, there is gonna, there's gotta be a chase sequence on the moon. Yes. Um, because here's what I want. I want them to have, like roads on the moon made of like a magnetized metal and the wheels all have magnets and then when they go off the road at the end of the climactic battle it's Mm. like a huge jump in over a canyon except there's no gravity so they just keep going upwards (laughs) (laughs) then they fade away Wait, There's... no, that's how he beats him! That's how he beats Thanos in a game of chicken to see who will stop first! Thanos keeps going and just shoots himself into space! It's gonna be... It's gotta be like an after credit sequence of just, like, Thanos in his space car with his hands on the wheel with just, like, the saddest grimace on his face. It's the fucking scene from Portal! Like, it's the end credit of Portal! Okay, okay. What are they called? Because apparently we've now come up with the two the two end movies of Fast and the Furious. Yep. Fast and I'm I'm really feeling Fast and the Furious two, the number two, the mat. Fast to the mat's good. I I, I like Fastamania. Fastamania, that's a good one too. Um. Too fast, two, two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> That's just, I mean, it's true, I guess. Um, World race car entertainment, except race car spelled with a W. World race car entertainment. 
It would be. Why is God a demon? Um. And I like fast to the mat the best. Fast to the mat, and then the actual end would be like fast and the furious end game. <laughs> <laughs> to end to game. Can we just acknowledge that there was a point in the series where they gave up on that convention? Or like this was just fast six. Fast, yep. And then, what, did they do like a furious seven? What are the fucking names? Of the Fast and the Furious movies. Hold on one second, because we gotta figure this shit out. Fast and Furious. Furious franchise. The Fast and the Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious. That's my favorite, is Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Wait, it's hold very on. good. One of them's just called Fast and Furious? Yes, the fourth movie is just Fast and Furious. <laughs> okay, then. Um, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven, The Fate of the Furious. <laughs> there's just one. There's just a section called Future on Wikipedia. That's a terrifying section. No, that should be it. Fast Future. Fast. Oh shit. Um, you forgot uh, something. <laughs> the. This is literally the Wikipedia title, The Turbocharged Prelude for Too Fast, Too Furious. Stop. It's It's got some stuff in it. Oh, it, man. Wait, what? Fast and Furious Spy Racers? What is this? Oh, my God. It's produced by DreamWorks. Fast and Furious Spy Racers begins as teenage Tony Toretto follows in the footsteps of his cousin Dom when he and his friends are recruited by a government agency to infiltrate an elite racing league, serving as a front for a nefarious crime organization bent on world domination. Also, there's probably minions. There's probably men. Do you know, I don't think that people who actually like and watch the Fast and the Furious movies know as much about the Fast and the Furious as we have gleamed tonight. I'm positive that no one genuinely likes them, but they're just like, I gotta see what happens next. I must. So, hey, D hey, Dwayne, we just gave your film a 20-minute punch-up and also figured out your next two sequels. Invite us to your fucking premiere, man. Dwayne. Dwayne, Rocky. Rocky, Rocky. baby. Rocky, baby. But before we go to that premiere, Blake, would you like to go... To a little place, a little place I know and love, called the Shill Station. Oh, hold on, we're pulling. Yeah, we're pulling the car in. We got we got Dom with us. He's behind us. <laughs> but wait, oh, we're in New Jersey. We can't fill up at the Shill Station on our own. We have wait. to have a Shill Station attendant. Wait a minute, who's that coming out? Who's that coming out to help to help fill up the car? It's Thanos. <laughs> it's Thanos. He pulls out the pump and pu like puts it on his finger, perfectly balanced. <laughs> then pugs it in. All right. <laughs> then he snaps. He doesn't even use the pump, and he's like all filled up. <laughs> so, anyways, let's go to the chill station. Toot, toot. <laughs> It, it, this is what we call the the money place now. This is the this is the product placement part of this the show, is, the shill station. Is, 
This is the begging hour. And first, I'd like to remind everybody that this week's show is sponsored in part by Audible.com. That's right. That's the website where you can get over hundreds of thousands of audiobooks delivered straight to your e-reader. You can get my books on there. You can get other books. Books. I should start, like, getting more Audible books to read. That way I can recommend them. And if you want a free 30-day trial and a free copy of any of my audiobooks read by me, you can get it online at audibletrial.com slash BS Network, ladies and gentlemen. But, Blake, if they wanted to support us elsewhere, if they wanted to know the money went, didn't have to go through a second-hand person, just went straight to our pocket... Where could they go? You mean a place where they could just give us money directly? Yeah. Where that's they could what just I want. if they just maybe on a monthly basis what you're saying. Yes. So Lots. like a subscription service. Yes, and like also they would get some really cool extras on there, like the story of how your house has gone to hell. Exactly. Okay, those are getting too contrived. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right. It's Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, then it's go fucking look it up. I'm not your Google. Um, it's where you can support us. If you like the show, if you like what we're doing. Wait, I love the patreon.com. I'm not going to fucking tell you what it is. Anyways, here's what it is. You can support. Well, just give us money. That's it. You give us money. That's all you need to know. You click the button. You say, give us money. What do they get if they give us money, though, Blake? Uh, You're setting me up to fail. I have no idea. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you do, you get access to our exclusive Discord. Shout it out on the show of your choice every single week, like Patreon, Saint herself, Deborah Moore, like Scott Moore. Make sure to join them over there. And then also, you get access to the brand new show that me and Blake are doing. It's on. A, it's going to happen monthly, and it's called You Paid For This. It is a riff track style show where... You get to download and watch a movie with me and Blake. You just sync us up, listen to it, and what's the first movie we did, Blake? Because we did it a long time ago, and I forgot to put it up. We did Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. Which you loved so much, I can tell. Uh, yeah, you're bringing back why I didn't want to do this show for a month. <laughs> But yeah, you can get access to that, and then also any extra footage that we think is funny and can just throw <laughs> up there over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. But, you know, Blake, I'm just stretching out over here, just resting and relaxing in, in uh, my comfiest shirt. But do you want to know where I got it? Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's where we sell <laughs> shit to you. <laughs> like I'm not doing another bit, motherfucker. <laughs> We only get one bit per shill station. Okay. That's right, bitch. Go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and you get the coolest threads. All designed by me based on your favorite shows from fun fiction to fight boys. And of course, a load of BS. Got merch over there. We got the load of BS skull shirt. That is legit my favorite shirt to wear of all time. Like, it's probably... It may be... Yeah, I, I wear it everywhere I go. Scotty, I think you can you can get a lot more than shirts, though, can't you? I think you can get something very special, something that is very close to my heart and close to my mouth, which is the BS Boozy Sippy Cup. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's an Butch. insulated wine glass. 
Put your booze in it. Drink up. And I believe we also have big tumblers for you to keep your coffee or water or whatever else in. But why coffee. would you want that? <laughs> or you could just pour a whole bottle of bourbon in it. <laughs> at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. I like doing that all at once. It feels really nice. Yeah. So, Blake, I've given you my proposal. And, of course, from it, we created the horror show that is fast to the mat. So what have you brought for me and today? Fast in the Future, or oh, Future fa- of the Furious. Or fa- oh, Future of the Furious is very good. That, yeah, I'm feeling that's, that one. That's very good, I like that. Um, so Scotty, today is the day of the big game, as you may know. Um, we're recording this... I on did watch Pro Bowling earlier. Yeah, we're recording this on the super, the Superb Owl Sunday. Yes. Um, and I'll fucking say it. Super Bowl. Sue me. I don't care. Well, I got to thinking. Okay. As I was watching this movie, as I was watching the movie called the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, I wasn't even watching the Super Bowl. I was just thinking about, man, I remember we watched a lot of football movies in high school. Yeah. Like, you know, we had Rudy, the and also Marshall. We had um, Rudy and Rudy. We watched a lot of Rudy and radio. Not really so much a football movie, but football's it's football adjacent. Yeah. It's a really good one. And I was like, what is the football movie of today? Of the future. And I didn't, I was thinking, I have, there hasn't been one like that that I've seen in these past years. But it may also be the fact that I haven't been in high school for nine years. Blake, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I've never seen a fucking football movie that wasn't The Water Boy, so I might be useless in this segment. No, you won't, because I had a great way to make football fun. Oh, okay, hold on. Mr. McMahon, I've heard this pitch before. It's the XFL. (laughs) And listen here, damn it. They still do things in pro football today that I came up with. That tracking camera, that was my baby. I sat behind that tracking camera, and I glided all the way down the field. I was Vincent fucking Kennedy McMahon flying with my camera. They still fucking throw the ball back and forth. That was my idea. Vince, that's a basic of the game. No, it was me, damn it. (laughs) So I thought, what's the hot thing that's going on in movies nowadays? And I was kind of stumped because it, it's all it's all over the place. Like we could do football superheroes, I guess, but eh. And I feel then, like super. I feel like superheroes are on their way out. That's gonna be my maybe. problem with that. Well, see, that's when I turned my head, and I saw a promo for a movie that's coming out fairly soon. Uh, a movie that has scared me a little bit because its main character throws me very deep into the uncanny valley. Oh no! Oh no! Oh um, no! Because if you do see her, her eyes are enlarged to the size of dinner plates, but it's on a human face. Don't do this to me. <laughs> and that's I Lead a Battle Angel, based oh. on an anime, which is why, I guess, which is why they decided to make her eyes so big, because it was based on a manga? Yeah, that's straight up what it is, because, like, every other anime movie that comes out, you're like, they don't look like the character. Oh, that's because the characters have huge eyes and that you can't replicate that. Alita said, no, fuck that, we're gonna try it and make this girl's eyes super huge. And guess what? Doesn't work even then. 
like I said, terrifying, throws me into the uncanny valley, and then I kind of pop back out, and I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm getting some weird feelings with this. But anyway, so football, and not big dinner plate eyes, not anime eyes, but cyberpunk future shit. Oh, okay, I thought you were just gonna tell me anime football, and I was like, I can guarantee that exists. In fact, I looked up anime football, and I got the top 18 best football animes. Scotty, American football or football? <laughs> or that fake fucking football. Because uh, I will guarantee you it is the one that they actually use their foots with. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. We can do this. Anime American football. Let's look this up. Um, but I All do... Right. Ca- going back to something you said no to, I do like the idea of big dinner plate football. It, that's the concept where you have to wear giant goggles to protect your massive <laughs> eyes as you run down the field. Well, those goggles have shock absorb Like, real serious shock absorbers in them. Now, this... Okay, I will say, looking up American football anime toned it down a bit to... I Shield 21, a series that tells the story of Sinya Koboyakawa. Don't. Kobayakawa. No, like, I genuinely didn't know. It was like Kobayakawa. An introverted boy who joins an American football club as a secretary. But after being coerced by Yoichi Hiruma, turns out to play wearing an Eye Shield in the number 21 under the pseudonym of I Shield 21. What the fuck kind of shitty naming is that? That's straight up the, like, joke from a comedy movie of, like, hey, what's your name, kid? Uh, Eye Shield, uh, uh, 21. There's another one on this list that I'm reading that's, uh, Yawamushi Pedal, and it's about bikes. Wait, they play football on bikes? No, they just do bike. Wait, okay. Um, so... My original idea was, all right, we want to do some cyberpunk football, because that's what's really going to get them, but there needs to be some stakes. Nowadays, you know, we play football for glory and for the pride of the team, but I'm like, let's throw some Hunger Games shit into this. Okay! What happens if we play for all the marbles? And I may have been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Super recently. Okay. Which involves a tournament style where you fight for the existence of your entire universe. Okay, so it's basically that Rick and Morty American Idol episode. <laughs> yeah, that's going around a little bit, so I thought, let's tone it down just a teeny bit and say, I don't know, you fight or you die, maybe, or, like, you could die in the game, ooh, and ooh. you die in real life. I've got it, I've got it, I've got okay. it. You've got judges watching the performance of every player on the field. At the end, or like like every five minutes, a sniper systematically takes out the worst player on Holy the field. Shit. They are not able to be replaced. Maybe maybe instead of that, maybe it's more maybe we spread it out. Um, so like set it up as this huge fantasy football league. Okay. And um, like, where everybody sets it up, and all these football players have, like, they earn points based on how good they do, and the ones that do well, like, they get money, fame, power, like, their families are taking care of or shit, 
But the ones at the bottom, or like the ones in like the middle, they don't get jack. And the ones at the very, very lowest, like they can die. Okay. The rule, the best rule of improv comedy is yes and. I'm about to no butt the fuck out of you. No butt. Go back to my idea. This story. Well, is I, a- you say you say that like you don't always no butt me. <laughs> no butt. It's the story of a secretary. <laughs> no, it's the story of the best football player of all time. He's on the worst team of all time. Here's the thing. The game still plays out like normal. The shooting has nothing to do with it. It just ups the stakes. Meaning that, like, your entire team would get taken down, and it could end up being, like, misnumbered. Like, one team has seven people, and you'll have, like, three by the fourth quarter, so you have to allocate your resources properly. This man on the worst team of all time has all of his players killed (laughs) other than him. And it is one man's road to victory as he single-handedly runs through until they get to the murder bowl, which is, of course, the very last round. It's their version of the big game. I don't know. You're like, so no but. So no but. Let's scrap all that. Okay, okay. And let's say that have you ever heard of, um, what is that? Hammer, Warhammer football, Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. So okay. Let's go more like Blood Bowl. Where okay. it's just kind of like normal football, except people, like, there's very little protection. Like, maybe you can use weapons and shit. And it's yeah. just a football fight. I think I like your idea of having one bad or one good player on a really bad team. Yeah. And I think it's just a fact that he's try- he's the one that actually pulls this bad team to victory even though like all of his comrades are getting slaughtered left and right. And he has to train up a team that's decent enough that doesn't get constantly killed. Like you have a montage of the teams in the past where he's the only one that l- makes it through the season. Okay. And he finally like he has to get a team together. He has to go around to all the blood bowls. And he has to get the sportsmans to kill for him. Okay. Okay. No but. What we do is we put them all on Tron bikes. <laughs> and then the ball is a Tron ball. And then they all run around and they can grab the ball. It is not played like American football at all. It's an entire new sport called Tron ball. And they take the ball and they keep throwing it back and forth but here's the problem someone on the evil team is a hacker and he can hack the ball to come to his hand no matter what Mm. but they have to hire an anti-hacker who comes in to work for the good guys but the good guys are the worst team in the league and so he has to teach them all how to be elite hackers to start stealing the ball back it's kind of like harry Mm. potter because the hacking is magic and pulls the ball back to them all right yes and that's the first 15 minutes of the movie. So, what you're saying is, no but, <laughs> but yes and. <laughs> well, that's our Pixar short. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's an old man playing Tron Ball with himself. Yep. Um, okay, maybe we go into the direction of um, 
maybe more like a Will Smith character in I in um iRobot. Okay. So you got your Will Smith character. Let's just make it Will Smith. No, Will Smith's <laughs> already been in a football movie. Can't do that. No, no, no. Uh, it's actually Will Smith is what you're saying. The character's name is William Smith. William Smith, yeah. Played by Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> they just... De- oh, I like Michael B. Jordan. Or they could just de-age Will Smith. Yeah. Well, or- no, if you, if you de-age Will Smith, you get Michael B. Jordan. That's why I put him in there. So, wait. Are you saying that Michael B. Jordan is just Will Smith de-aged? Yes, yes. That's exactly what I'm saying, Blake. Holy shit. Um... But he's coming in, and he's like, no, maybe it should be Will Smith, because he's got to be an older guy. So Because we need an older guy who's kind of haggard, and he's been through the ringer. He used to be a top player. Okay. He used to be a guy that could survive some of the worst stuff that they've seen. But that was back in the day when normal football was still a thing. But you see, over the years, they have gradually like taken away safeties for f- professional footballers. They've decided that, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. If they turn their brains to mush, that means we don't have to pay him for as long. Can it be Will Smith's character from Concussion? <laughs> That's who it is. And he's just sitting like, did I work for nothing? I did everything! It starts with, it actually starts with them, like, tossing him from the top of a, a football stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is! No, it's Michael B. Jordan beating him in a duel and then pushing him from the top of the football <sighs> stadium down a waterfall. But I hear your ideas, Blake. I really like them. No, but what we do is we take Michael B. Jordan. Hear me out. We take mm. the B out of his name. We put the Looney Tunes in there, change football to basketball. <laughs> and then we call it Space Jam. Boom! Got it! Nailed it in one, baby! Wa-ba-ba-bang! I mean, did you go back in time? That's already happened. No, no, this is the new one. This is the new one. What are you talking about? Scotty, if you're about to pitch to me... Space Jam. ...making a new Space Jam... I'm about to hard know you. <laughs> the only problem with me with the new Space Jam is I'm afraid they're going to do the new Looney Tunes cartoon style, and I won't like that at all. I no. need it to be the old. Um, do you so, remember that cyberpunk Looney Tunes show? Yes, I do. Lo- Lunatics Unleashed, I believe yeah. it was called. That was very interesting. Yeah. So, Blake, it's been a podcast, but here's the thing. I think our adventures off doing so many other shows taught us a lot of things. And the one show that I keep coming back to was our wonderful radish positivity podcast where we Mm -hmm. talked about things that we loved. So I think for the show now, we need to end it with some positivity, which is why I'd like to bring us to our end segment of the show, which is what was awesome this week? I grilled some steaks. Is that... Is that it? Alexa, yeah, like grilling steaks. Now, Scotty, listen here. Okay. Let me tell you something that is serious fucking business. Yes, that I'm has ready. the greatest results in the world. And that is grilling cow meat. Thank you. Here's the thing. You started off with just like, oh, no grilling steak. And I'm like, no, you got more in you. I became the coach in the football movie. He's like, get out there. You got more in you than that. I believe Scotty, in you. 
in this uni- in any universe, did you think that I would just say two words about steak? I I was scared. I was like, maybe the time away has changed him. He's become a new boy. I'm afraid. Oh yeah, I like steaks. That's good. Yeah. Podcast over. Scotty, there's so much that goes into grilling steaks. You have to choose the best cut of meat for you. I mean, you could have a nice sirloin. It's a leaner meat. It can be a li- it can be a little bit tougher if you cook it for too long. But really, though, it's got a lot of flavor in it. It's a little sinewy, but that also means that if you get a perfectly marbled sirloin, it could be fantastic and flavorful. Or you could get a T-bone. Mmm. Rib eye, a New York strip. I'm a fan of a New York strip myself, yep. but in here, in the United States, there is a cut of steak that is above all others, and that is that is the fillet cut. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna toss it to you any other way straight. And making a perfect fillet has been my goal for a while now, Did and you do I. It? Did what? You, did you complete the quest? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have come so close now that it's like, if it's perfection were here, then I have breached this level, like this area of the bell curve, to where it's like so damn close that I don't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and that has come through a lot of experimentation with several. Different types of marinades. Yeah. Or rubs or stuff. And it's fun. I understand. There are going to be some people here who I say that word, I say anything like that, and they're like, you're doing that to a fillet? Ah, you're ruining a cut of meat. You just put some salt and pepper on it. Rah, 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 and you're turning the frogs gay. My my per- my version of that is the when I get like a nice whiskey and I make like like a bullet bourbon or like a really nice whiskey and then I mix it with coke and they're like, that's oh, not yeah. what you're supposed to do. And I I'm fine with that. I understand. I don't know. You like your meat taste? It's just meat taste. But for me, this goes back to there is. A style of meat in Korean barbecue yeah. called bulgogi. Okay. Uh, this it's, is a turn I did not expect this to take. Right. It's a very, like, it's very, very Korean. It is a special blend of, um, like, uh, oils and juices and stuff that this very thinly sliced meat is marinated in. And it has a sweet and savory and beautiful taste when you, like, grill it perfectly. And I wanted to make a more Americanized version of that. Yeah. And the best meat to do it with is a filet. And the best thing to do is to marinate it. So I have been on a quest to merge my two loves of Korean barbecue and filet steaks on the grill. And every time it gets closer. I use, for example, I used a fair amount of sesame oil in this um, batch. Sesame oil has a very strong flavor. Yeah. I would say don't use a lot. But when you get that perfectly, it adds such a great nutty-like taste. It's amazing. Um, and I pop those bad boys on the grill, and 
for the first time in a long time since I got this gas grill, I was able to get the inside of that steak just to the right temperature internally, but also so low that it had that pink, warm center of a, I would say a medium to medium rare. I like it a little more on the medium side, but I'm good with that because my steak, that was... Mm. So, Mama, I've actually, I, I think I've made steak once or twice, but for me, it's just like such a perfect thing that I'm like, I'm not fucking with it. I'm not going to leave that in my hands. I'm going to put it in a trusted Outback steak, Steakhouse employee. I refuse to try that out, but I will, I will try your steak if you would ever like to prepare me steak. Um, I'll put my steak in your mouth. Now, here's the problem with me is I ha- I just like while you were talking came up with like three things that were awesome this week. So I'm gonna bullet point. Oh, so you weren't listening? No, no, I was, but at the same time I was like, well, what was my thing that was awesome this week? And then I was like trying to concentrate it to this week specifically, and that was my problem because so much awesome has happened like over the past three months of like PodCon. Finding out I'm having a baby daughter, like all that awesome shit. So I was like, what happened this week that was really cool? Um, one, and I, I've seen this show before, like the pilot episode, but I'd never actually gotten into it. We have now binged up to like medium, the middle of season two. And the reason why this is my first thing is you were reminding me of a character on it as you were going hard on your steak pitch there. And it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Holy shit, Blake Tanner. I don't think I have loved a show since since I started Gravity Falls last year. I don't think I've ever dove into a show with as much love as I have Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Also, it's a fantastic show. Also, you did go full boil on that fucking steak monologue you just did. Um, I'm happy with that. And it's also because I really love Jake Peralta as a character because it reminds me of like, um, like you know when they did Fat Mac on It's Always Sunny? You know, do you know the reason behind Fat Mac? I don't. It was because um, the guy he was talking about it, and he goes, "Think about every show you ever watch, like Big Bang Theory or something like that. They eat horribly, they drink all the time, and somehow they get more handsome as the show progresses." He was like, with Mac, I wanted to show that, like, hey, if you keep doing this, you're gonna end up looking worse as it goes on. So that's why he did Fat Mac. And so that dose of reality is what I really love that they did with Jake Peralta on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because he is essentially that bad boy John McClane, like, take my gun and my badge, I don't care, I'm a loose cannon cop. But then they showed that, like, no, a loose cannon cop would also be immature, an idiot, but just happened to be very good at his job. Like, I connect very heavily with Jake Peralta. It's like, you know, the guy that's just, nobody wants to be around him, but at least he does his job. Well, it's not even that, because he does have, like, the charisma of it, but at the same time, it is, like, you can see, like, he's the loose cannon cop, but that also means he's not a grown-up, you know? So, yeah, that's one of the things that I grew to love a lot this week. Another one, and we talked about it before the show, so I'm going to be really light on it. Koi CBD Vape Juice. Not sponsored yet. Um, But it's helped me be a calm, anxiety-free boy for these past two days of me enjoying it. And I'm actually having some right now as we do the show. And have you ever used, like, CBD stuff? 
No, never gotten a chance. I mean, I don't think you really have a reason to, because it's not like you get a THC high. You just kind of get relaxed and can fall back. Like, last night I looked over and Emily was talking about something. I just started smiling. I was like, oh, life's pretty good, you know? Oh, this is nice. Yeah. And then my final thing that my final thought that was awesome this week was joining a bunch of fucking podcast groups on Facebook and just talking with everybody because like uh Fun Fiction a few weeks few months back lost Brenna as a co-host so I had to have like guests come on and you came mm-hmm. on and did Stardew Valley and uh I had Jim of Opposite Attractions on and a few others and finally I was like oh shit I'm out of guests so I just started asking people on those groups and it was just like a wave of support of people coming to me and being like, no, come on, we gotta, we, we're gonna do this together, we can do a show about this, we can do this, you, when do you wanna record, do you wanna come on my show? And like, all the podcasters I've connected with, like, um, I, I, I'll name drop as many as I can, Associates Anonymous, Unnatural Twenties, who are a very good show, cause it's not a D&D show, even though the title would suggest it is, um... Oh, shit, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but those are the two that come to mind immediately. The M-Word podcast, um, I wish I had a list, but all of them and even more are fucking awesome, so you could... People's Polygraph, very cool, I met them at PodCon. Um, so yeah, meeting and hanging with podcasters is really cool. And that's my, and yours, things that was awesome this week. So Blake Tanner, it's been a good return episode. Yeah. Where can people find you on the internet, my boy? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at... Just type in a load of BS. Go to the stuff that we do. We do a lot of stuff. We do all of our shows here, on YouTube, on the channels. You can also find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom, V-I-D-Y-A. Um... We've almost finished editing our first episode of a D&D podcast that we're doing, um, so it should be out this week that this episode comes out, so check the Darkroom Vidya. Um, my friends Josh and BJ, they play video games, they're currently playing a uh, an Ocarina of Time randomizer, so all the it- items are randomized. Um... I, and I, that's it. I love when you try to throw in something that you're not used to saying. So you're just like, you'll find me on a load of, load of BS. It's on in- internet, on YouTube well, channels. As I was doing it, I just realized we don't have a central place for all of our stuff, really. A load of purebs.com, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, sh- but shut up. Yeah, but <laughs> um so yeah, um, find us all over there. You can find me on Twitter at Scottymo S C O T T Y E M O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quizzle Corp trilogy, BS vs. the Gods, and like we were saying, make sure to find us online at a load of pure BS dot com, ladies and gentlemen. Support us on Patreon, donate to the merch site. Blake, would you like to thank any certain gentlemen? Special thanks for our theme song, Ric Flair, by Tom McGuire and the Brassholes, off of their album of the same name, their first album. We interviewed the man himself, Tom McGuire, on one of our earlier episodes during our, our phase. During, and, um, <laughs> during their, we had a phase back in phase. the day. Um, and it's a great album. I've been listening to it a lot this week, yeah. leading up to our first session. It's um, surprisingly chill. 
It is. Yeah. There's a lot of variation in the songs, too. I think that if you like anything about jazz or funk, you'll find something there. Um, the album cover does feature a Photoshop picture of Tom riding on a tiny plastic dinosaur that looks huge. Yeah, it's really good. Wearing glasses. It's really good. Um, and also make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to watch us do us do this live, make sure to subscribe to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash a load of BS. And now, Blake, it's time for one last little BS session of the evening because we have to figure out a new way to end the show because we've basically donated the old show format to Fight Boys and now we have to redo this whole show from scratch. All right, I got it. Yeah. I love you. Fuck you. Bye. Shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. But how about this? Every week we change who says I love you, who says fuck you, and then we say bye together. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. I love you. Fuck you. Bye. bye. Well, it, you cut that out in post, right? I'll, I'll make it work. I'll make it work in post. Oh. I think what I'll do is, um, God, it can't be I love you, fuck you, bye. It, <laughs> no, it, it can't. It can't. I'm so surprised that you went along with that. Because I like the I love you, but the fuck you is very a harsh way to end the show. Oh, it should be thank you, fuck you, bye. <laughs> yeah, thank you, fuck you, bye. <laughs> um... Play us off, Tom. Play us off. Play it again, Tom. Tom. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I could just do what we used to do. Just without all the stuff beforehand. Oh, yeah. What What did you used to do? And remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, ladies and gentlemen. Except no substitutes, and we will see you next week. <laughs>